What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Something About Sports podcast. This is your host once again, Leon Edwards, back with another episode, back with another KU football game day edition. Um, just want to do a quick chat about the Jayhawks, um, take a little inventory on what's going on with these Kansas football Jayhawks and kind of um, look ahead to this Baylor game, give a little bit of analysis on that and, and get out of here. This should be really quick. Um, this is audio only, uh, just kind of doing something real quick. Um, full disclosure, I'm actually just here with my kids and I know uh, one of them is going to disturb me. So instead of having to edit the video and do all of that, we're just going to do audio uh, for this Saturday morning edition um, just so we can get something out to you guys so we can talk about KU football. So um, let's, without further ado, let's hop right into this. The, the first thing I want to talk about uh, with this Kansas football team is just kind of what they're looking like without Jalen Daniels, how I think that proceeds. Um, and, and I think the team looks fine. I think this team looks like they can win games without Jalen Daniels. I think Jason Bean looks fine. I think um, it's it's pretty evident that he's not as good as Jalen Daniels and he's not going to be able to make the same plays. But I also feel like uh, there are some things that Jason Bean brings that you might not have gotten as, as much of from Jalen Daniels. So it's good to see that Jason Bean's bringing some things. I think the, the biggest thing that I have been – left wanting to see more of is Jason being in the running game. Uh, you haven't really seen a lot of design runs for him. You haven't really seen his willingness to get outside the pocket and run. You even saw uh, it, it at times it even looks like he may be scared to run the ball a little bit. I don't want to use the word scared as far as football sense, but maybe being a little overcautious when running the ball. There was a play in the Oklahoma game where he just slides down like a yard or two short of the first down marker when he had a whole lot of green there to be able to get it. But there were some guys closing in and he was going to take a hit. And instead of taking that hit, he gives himself up and doesn't pick up an easy first down that could have kept a drive moving um, and it's at a time where you really, really needed that. So I think that's the biggest thing that I've been left wanting to see more of is just some some Jason Bean getting moving in the running game. It's been well documented that he's the fastest player on this Kansas roster, not just quarterback, but player in general. This guy has wheels and he can move. We've seen it on the field before. So um, and, and I don't know if we're going to get a lot of that coming out uh, in this game. Lance Leipold was asked about it and he, his response was kind of like, Hey, we, we, we understand that we've got a guy behind him, but we don't really want to have to be left with a true freshman starting quarterback. And it sounds like the message is that Jason Bean shouldn't take that many hits. He probably is not going to um, run as much as we like to see. And I think that that, I think that limits the ceiling of this offense and that limits the way that they can move drives just because if you're getting in those second and long and third and long situations, Jason Bean's legs can neutralize that if he's getting out of there. And also what that can do is if he does start to move around, if he does start to get chunk plays with his legs, they have to start spying. They have to start bringing down safeties or linebackers to help in that regard. And it opens things up for other skill position players. So there's a lot of reasons why I would like to see Jason Bean run the football more that would lead to to the offense being better. But I think when you put up 42 points, there's not a lot to complain about. I think the, the Big 12 is the Big 12 this year. There's going to be a lot of fireworks. I'm pretty much, unless it's Iowa State, I'm pretty much smashing the over on every other game because Iowa State's defense is elite and they muck games up. But outside of them, everybody else is putting up numbers. So um, that's a random aside. But anyways, I don't have any notes for this, so if this sounds like I'm all over the place, I am all over the place with this one. I just wanted to talk about this game, talk about this team a little bit. Um, as far as the quarterback situation, there was a little snafu with 
um, a reporter reporting about Jalen Daniels being out for the season. Jalen Daniels responding back like, hey, this isn't true. And there was a big kind of um, a big kind of KU Twitter blow up with that. And I think that the biggest thing to be taken away from that is just that I don't think Jalen Daniels is done. And I don't think that that injury um, I don't think that injury keeps him out for the rest of the year. It looks like there's a chance he gets back. I don't necessarily know how fast that is. Injury to the throwing shoulder where he lands like directly on it. Looks like there's, there's, you know, at least some kind of significant damage there. But, um, I think the, the most encouraging thing is how fast everybody was to deny that he was out for the rest of the year. And I think that that's the one thing we haven't gotten a whole lot of definitive answers about Jalen Daniels status and Jalen Daniels health. But the one thing that we have gotten definitively that everybody came out and had something to say about is that this guy's not finished this year. And I think that that's the that's the message to take away. It's like we may not know when we get him back. We may not see him back for a little while, but he'll be back this year. And everybody seems pretty confident in that sentiment. So that was exciting for me from that um, from that situation. But until we get there, I think Jason Bean has enough. Um, in it, in him, I think he has enough of an arm. I think he has enough weapons to, to hold down the four. And in, and in a game last week where there's 94 total points put up, you just kind of end up on the tougher end of that without being able to play some defense, without being able to sustain some drives here and there and some unfortunate turnovers. You end up in a game where you're kind of playing catch up all game, but you still don't get blown out. You still don't get outclass and that's something that I guess I hopped right in I was so ready to talk about Jason Bean in this offense I didn't talk about this Kansas team as a whole this is a five and two football team and I think that just as people started to get expectations up that whole TCU game happened and and I've seen a lot of people go from when KU's four and oh and five and oh hey this team has a chance to win the big 12 to now like hey can this team win six games and I don't know if that I don't know if the range of outcomes is that wide of a spectrum for this team. This is a good football team. This is a bowl football team, Kansas football fans. This is a bowl football team. They will win another game, even if it is only one. It's going to be a lot harder without Jalen Daniels. I understand that. But this receiving core has really stepped up this year. Um, they're looking really good. They're making plays for him. Kai Thomas is back healthy with having already um, an All-Big 12 performer in Devin Neal. That's an All-Big 10 performer in Kai Thomas as well. You have two really, really good running backs, and he's getting healthy right in time as you need him. Savion Morrison, a transfer who showed a lot of juice so far. Um, and then the tight ends, Fairchild has been making – Crazy catches, it seems like, by the week now. And teams also just forget he exists in the red zone. So you've got weapons. You have guys that can make plays for this quarterback. This team, you get a couple of opportune, uh, opportune stops here and there, make a couple of plays here and there, and they can be in any game that they play. And I'm a firm believer in that. This team, while the talent discrepancy may be wide between some of the rosters, which is something that I feel like we saw even against Oklahoma. I think the talent discrepancy was wide, but that was still a, a game where you end up scoring over 40 points and you only lose by 10 with a chance to really be in striking distance the whole time if you don't have a couple of bad turnovers, a couple of bad plays here and there. Candace has just as much of a chance to be in that game. And there's a huge talent discrepancy. These are top 10 classes in the country at Oklahoma year after year that Brett Venables is now bringing in his own guys as well. There's their cupboard is full of really talented football players over there. So 
to see Kansas come out and compete and not be outclassed, even in a game where Oklahoma's playing pissed off, Oklahoma um, really was on a mission. They got their quarterback back. They were really uh, feeling good about themselves. You could tell they got a lot of things going. They got over 700 yards of offense, and you lost the game by 10 points. And that's just not something that happens to Kansas football before. And those are the small things for me that let me know, like, this team is a, this team is just fine. Oklahoma's probably a top 15 team in the country, if not better, with a healthy Dylan Gabriel and when they're running the football like that. That is a good football team over there that Kansas competed with from start to finish with their backup quarterback in to boot. So though I don't think that the I don't think that the the questions should range that drastically. I don't think we should have gone from can this team compete for a conference title to will this team win one more game? I think this I think this Kansas team has another win in them with or without Jalen Daniels. I think if you see Jalen Daniels back sooner than later, you may have a shot at the at the conference title. I do think this team is that well coached and they're playing that good of football right now. So that's something that that I'm excited about. Even in games that they're losing, even now that they've lost two games in a row, Kansas is competing. They look like a Big 12 football team and they're playing good football. And they're competing. They're competing week in and week out, and and they're not being outclassed. Um, they're not being run off the field. I mean, that Oklahoma game. You look at Oklahoma stats in that game, and Kansas two years ago, they lose that game sixty to seven. If they even score a touchdown, they might be sixty to six. And those are the types of incremental things that you like to see. Like right now, this team's competing in those games without without one of the best players in the country at the time of his injury. So um, that stuff encourages me. I think Kansas fans should take some solace in that. It's not The sky's not falling just because they lost a couple of games. This team wasn't going undefeated. Keep riding with them. Keep supporting them. Keep packing the booth. They've earned that from us. Um, and just continue to ride with them. Um, and continue to watch the progression of this program as they continue to blossom. This team is going to do some special things, and we're going to remember this team for a long time, and I'm excited to get a chance to watch it. All right, so looking ahead to Baylor now, um, and some of this I'll probably do some callbacks to the previous game as well. The one thing to know about Baylor, this is going to be a physical football team. This is going to be a team that plays tough. They take on the persona of their their football coach, Dave Aranda, who came, took over that program, and really – elevated it to championship caliber um, to a championship level pretty fast from, you know, kind of falling in the dumps after all of the sexual assault things and, and stuff happened at Baylor for him to bring that program back so quickly um, is a testament to him. And it's a testament to the culture that he set over there. So um, this is a team that's going to play tough. They're going to play hard. They're going to hit hard. You're going to have to be physical with them. But I think the good thing about this matchup is that that's really how Kansas wants to play as well. This is a great measuring stick of a team who's been established, who started this season ranked in the top 15 teams, if I'm not mistaken. I think Baylor might even start at this season ranked in the top 10. Um, and I don't want to don't don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure Baylor was number nine or something at the beginning of the year. I could look it up, but um, we'll, we'll, we'll fact check that later. Either way, a good football team, a physical football team, and a team that also you have to go in feeling good about having a chance to win, um, just like every other game. This I think this team has shown that just about every week they can find a way to put some points on the board, and that's going to put pressure on the other teams to do the same. Now, in the Big 12, 
those teams aren't feeling that pressure because everybody feels like they can score every possession. That's just kind of how Big 12 football works. But if you can get a couple of opportune plays here and there, if you can make a couple of um, physical stops, fourth down stops like you got last week um, in, in, in bigger situations, then you you know you're able to continue to stay in striking distance and maybe even pace a game on the road. So it'll be interesting to see um, how this team responds. I'm looking for them to play well as far as if they're going to win or lose. Um, it's hard. It's hard to have as much confidence in this team winning the football games that you think they can win um, without Jalen Daniels. There's a swagger he brings. There's an energy he brings um, to the offense that you just don't have with Jason Bean. I think that he can make enough plays for this team to win the game, and I don't think that the spread is accurate. I don't think Kansas loses by 11 points. I think this is a one-score game. I think it comes down to a, a couple of possessions here and there, a couple of turnovers here and there. The game's probably played in the high 30s, low 40s, and either who has the last turnover or who has the ball, the football last is going to win. Um, I've been picking Kansas to win just about every game. I'm going to go in this game and say a tough team, a, a really well-coached team on the road in a hostile environment with your backup quarterback probably gets to you a little bit. Um, you're probably looking at a 41 to 34 type of game for, for between these two teams and, and probably Baylor, the one coming out on top. I'm going to pick Baylor to win this game, but um, there's no reason why Kansas shouldn't have a chance to win this game if they do the things that they that they that they're able to do and you get a couple of stops on defense. I think the defense the defense is going to be the biggest story and the defense for Kansas this year has been interesting. We went from at the beginning of the year we went from talking about this defense as being, you know, a weak part of the team, being at, being scored on at will and all of these other things to for the last couple of weeks before this game, the defense was really keeping you in football games. The defense was making plays. They were stepping up in big, big moments, getting goal line stands, getting fourth down stops, uh, making huge plays. And then you go back to last week and it kind of reverts back again to just Oklahoma doing whatever it is they want to with the football um, and, and coming out and having a, a whole lot of um, a whole lot of offensive production in that game. So, where that's where this defense ends up probably is somewhere in between. I don't think they're giving up 650, 700 yards a week, but I also don't know that they're going to be giving up less than 14 points or, or not allowing a touchdown either. I, I think that there's going to be somewhere, somewhere they land in between there um, against, against teams that match up well with them. This game against Baylor, they're not going to be as, um, as big play prone. The, the, that's one thing that the Jayhawks have tried to do is take away big plays. Baylor's not Baylor's going to want to out physical you as well, run the football downhill at you and things like that. So this will be an interesting one. I'm um I'm I'm ready to watch it like every other Saturday. I'm ready to watch this team compete. I'm ready to see how they respond. This group of guys has has endeared themselves to this fan base, and believe it or not, basketball is coming really really soon. Late night just passed, and we're not even talking about it because. This Kansas football team has given us enough to talk about that we're we're you know at the time of the year where football is relevant we can talk some football so I'm excited about that no matter what the record ends up being this team can end up being five and seven and I'll still be happy with the progress they made this year um, it'll it'll be a lot more disappointing of course losing seven games in a row but 
you got to take those wins where you have them. This is a program that's calling out from the lowest of the lowest of depths of power five football. And you have to, you have to take that stuff for what it is. You have to accept the, the stepping stones and the building blocks and all that stuff's part of the journey. So I'm excited too. That's there's, there's one of those kids I was telling you guys about. Yep. So I got a visitor now. Uh, if, if I have an interruption, but I just want to close this out. I just want to close this out and say, um, we got to, we got to take, we got to keep that positivity. I want to finish that thought. Keep the positivity. This program's going in the right direction and the coach seems like he's invested in staying here. Um, I'm ready to watch another football game. I know you guys are too. And we'll just keep watching how this team progresses, seeing how, how comfortable Jason Bean can get for as long as he has to play and see if they unleash him a little bit on the ground. Those are the things that I'll be watching. And then how this defense responds. Can they force a couple of turnovers? Can they make a couple of big plays or big stops here and there? That'll be the difference in this game. It'll be another close one. It'll be another high scoring one. You got to make those plays when they count. That's the biggest things I'll, thing I'll be watching for. Rock Chalk. Let's get this thing going, and until next time.